Hello, my name is Emily Jansen, and this is the Leadership is Female podcast. I'm a female leader in sports. I'm the general manager of a AAA baseball team in minor league baseball, and I'm the first woman to hold this title in nearly 20 years. And I'm here with the Leadership is Female podcast to make sure that this amount of time never goes by again before another woman leads. Marion Wright Edelman said, you can't be what you can't see. So I am here to interview successful women in sport to uncover opportunity, learn the tips, learn from our mistakes, learn from our successes to get you to the top faster. Join me and my guests week after week, season after season, as we reach back to extend a hand to pull you forward. I will lead her forward because leadership is female. The purpose of this podcast is to serve you, the audience, with the best tips and information from top female leaders in order to grow your career. We want to lead her forward. Typically, I focus on interviewing female leaders in sports, but today we have an adjunct lesson on a very, very important topic in finding and securing the job of your dreams, your resume. Today's guest on episode nine is Angela Ashurst-McGee, creator of Red Rocket Resume, a premium resume writing service that helps you gain confidence and land the next great move in your career. On this episode, Angela generously shares with us all the tips to take action on crafting a resume and LinkedIn profile that will attract and retain the attention of employers so that you land the interview and job of your dreams. Angela Ashurst-McGee is a certified professional resume writer and the creator of Red Rocket Resume. In the last 15 years, Angela has written resumes for everyone from blue-collar workers and new grads to Fortune 500 executives and entrepreneurs. She brings expertise in hiring processes, resume content, and LinkedIn strategy. Some of Angela's favorite clients have been the world expert on international supply chain for sausage casings, the engineer who figured out the solenoid value that made the Coca-Cola freestyle machine possible, and a former Baltimore cop who was actually cast as an extra on the wire. Angela is a firm believer that a good job isn't just a good paycheck. It's a key to our deeper dreams of creating value and making the world a better place. She loves bringing clarity, confidence, and optimism to Red Rocket Resumes clients. Angela is a mompreneur with six children and lives in Salt Lake City, Utah. Welcome to the podcast, Angela. We are so thrilled to have you here today and to learn from you. Welcome to the podcast, Angela. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. I love everything that you're doing to help women gain confidence and move forward. So I'm really happy to be here. My pleasure. So as always, let's start out by getting to know you a little bit. Tell us who you are and how you got there. Okay. Well, I am the creator of a boutique resume writing service. We focus on one piece of the pie in terms of career development, and that is resumes and LinkedIn profiles. We have some other career development collateral that we offer. We do ATS customization and interview thank you letters and some things like that, but really we're focused on resume, LinkedIn profile. And our goal is to create resumes that are going to showcase your highest accomplishments, open doors, help you get to the next level of your career. Um, I have a team 
of talented and dedicated writers that I have trained on resume best practices that we have developed in partnership with career coaches and recruiters. So it's all based on what really works in the real world. So like many people, my career path has not at all been a straight line. In college, I was just very idealistic. I studied literature and women's studies and anthropology. I did not have a career plan at all. <laughs> um, after college, I did just a series of freelance um, writing jobs in various places while my husband and I were both doing graduate school. And eventually I got a job as a freelance resume writer. And, you know, I had no aspirations of becoming a resume writer, but what I discovered was that it really fits in with some core parts of my personality. I love being an advocate. I love finding out what is awesome and amazing about a person and bringing that out into the light. And that's what I do as a resume writer. So, you know, a lot of the time I think we can't plan our full career path because we don't know what options might be available. We just keep moving forward. We try new things. We're moving in the right direction and opportunities might emerge that you were not planning on. So um, I did resume writing for several years for some other companies. And finally, I think in the manner of a lot of business owners, I realized I could provide a higher level of service. I could provide better value and better price point when I broke out on my own. So again, I had no plans of becoming a business owner, but it turns out that it's something I really love. I love the challenge of always learning new things. Um, to grow my business and better serve my clients. I've learned WordPress. I've learned project management. I've become a mentor and a trainer, all these new skills that I'm constantly developing to keep my business moving forward. I love all of this, Angela. You're my soul sister. I have a totally nonlinear path uh, to my role today. Um, I started out in sports and then did a lot of other things. And um, I think that Sometimes the experiences, you're not really sure exactly where you're headed. As you stated, you're just moving forward. But when you get to that destination, it all starts to make a lot of sense. Everything I've done in my past directly relates to the role that I'm doing today, but I could have never have painted that, that picture in the beginning. So tell me some of your best tips for resume writing or resume revamp. How do candidates really stick out and um, really, you know, show themselves um, in writing as best they can? Yeah, I want to share with you two really concrete kind of action tips for your resume. So we're going to get into the nitty gritty. The first one is you want your resume to have a strong summary section. That's the top quarter, maybe even the top third of your first page. It's sometimes called highlights or summary of qualifications or profile or whatever. The point is that this is a cross between like your elevator pitch and a movie trailer. It's there to identify who you are and what you do. It's going to briefly outline your very most impressive accomplishments and skills. If somebody doesn't know anything about you except this, this is what you want them to know about you. And it makes your resume so much more compelling and readable. It gives the reader some context 
and it creates some interest. So they've got, they are gonna apply their attention to everything else, all the other details in your resume. So skipping that summary section is one of the biggest mistakes that you can make. It's such a lost opportunity. So I would definitely take a look at that. Make sure your summary section is accomplishments-based. Make sure it's aligned with the jobs that you're applying for right now. Um, so that's my first one. My second big tip uh, that is just a game changer on your resume is turning responsibilities into accomplishments. So when we sit down to brainstorm resume content, you start with responsibilities. I was in charge of customer service. I created marketing campaigns or I did sales. That's a great starting point. Do that but then take the next step of figuring out, okay, so why did I do that task? What was the intended end result? What benefit came from that? So you might think instead of I did customer service, I improved customer satisfaction. Or instead of I created marketing campaigns, I increased followers X percent. Anytime you can put any number on something in your resume for whatever reason, it just grabs interest, makes it so much more persuasive. So drill down for each of those responsibilities and figure out the why and the end result. That makes your resume accomplishments driven, makes it so much more impressive. Because think about it, every company wants to hire results. Money made, money saved, customers happy, processes streamlined, teams more productive. And so if that's what your resume is about, that's really selling you. So what I hear you saying, two, two top tips. One, the summary section. For somebody who has hired many, many people, I will tell you that a lot of people skip the summary section. So I love that opening your resume with that highlight reel. And number two is turning responsibilities into accomplishments. I can't tell you personally how many times I've reviewed a resume and it looked like a copy and paste from a job description from mm -hmm. what they're currently doing rather than what they actually accomplished. Um, I would have to ask them directly to tell me a story about how you did, did this one thing. Um, what do you mean when you said this? Give me an example. And so are you saying we should put those examples, those actions, those accomplishments directly underneath that, um, that title? Yeah, so those should be your bullet points. One strategy that's become pretty common right now that I really like is you have a job title and then you do a little job description paragraph. So maybe just even two or three lines outlining the basic scope of that role and your responsibilities. So, you know, I was a marketing manager in charge of XYZ. Then your bullet points should be <clears throat> as much as humanly possible, accomplishments, results, benefits, because you are assuming that most people in the running for this job have the basic background, the basic experience. So what's gonna set you apart is showing that you were good at your job, that you achieved those results, that you solved the problems, that you brought the things to the table that the company is looking for in terms of money, followers, customers, whatever are the measures of success for your job. I think that's fantastic advice. And what is the, 
what is the number of pages that you recommend? I know this is one that um, people can be anywhere along the spectrum from one page to 10. So um, what is that magic number? The magic number is two. For almost everyone, it's two. You cannot have a three-page resume. People will hate you. <laughs> and also, if your resume is three pages, what that means is you are getting lost in the weeds. You have too much extraneous detail. You're not focused on those high-level accomplishments, which are the things that are going to move the dial. Um, you can have a one-page resume if you're entry-level, if you're a new grad. Occasionally, people in sales can have a one-page resume just because you might not need to provide a whole ton of detail about what you're doing with sales. You can kind of rattle off some of your sales metrics and then you're great. Um, but 90% of established professionals, probably more than 90%, need a two-page resume. So focus on those two pages. And what you can also do is your current job is maybe going to have seven bullet points. And the prior job maybe has five or seven bullet points. But once you get to maybe seven years ago, maybe there's only two or three bullet points because it's lower level, because you don't need to say the same thing multiple times on the page. Um, and then things that are more than 10 years old, you can list them really, really briefly. They're a foundation, but you don't need to spend a lot of time outlining what you did you know, in entry level type positions. So my friend, Ray Cowder, who I've interviewed on the podcast, told me, I spent a little bit of time from, with Angela, and I learned more about resume writing than I've ever known in my entire career. And I think that you're treating all of us to that knowledge today. So we're so thankful for that. And I wanted to ask you, um, how do you help people get the job of their dreams? Can you give us an example of somebody that you've worked with and how you helped them to rewrite their resume and really articulate their accomplishments and then what was the result? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I love working with someone who opens up their resume and says, oh my gosh, I sound amazing. I would hire myself. It is so hard to have that perspective for your own accomplishments. So I really feel like at Red Rocket Resume, we're selling two things. First of all, we're selling the document that is gonna enable you to apply for jobs. But also with that, we are selling the clarity and the confidence that comes from that process of figuring out your accomplishments and getting them on the page. So all the time I will get a new client, I'll open up their existing resume and I might think, okay, you know, this maybe isn't the most impressive person in the world, but let's see what we can do. Then in the process of working with them, talking about their career, I realize actually they are amazing. They have things they offer that nobody else is really doing. They've got a niche that is super valuable to a prospective employer. They just did not know how to get it on the page. So a lot of what we do, um, a really important part of our process is a phone consultation with your resume writer where you're talking about, okay, so it says here that you were doing this. What was it like when you were finished? What's the difference between when you started and when you left this role? Tell me about what happened after you did that project and um, helping them kind of articulate those little stories of accomplishments, which we're gonna boil down into a bullet, but then you can use in your interview, et cetera.
Hey, just a quick break to remind you to head on over to emilyjansen.com to download your free copy of the top 10 myths about being a female leader in sports. This guide will debunk the top myths and lead you to the top. This guide will show you what's possible to achieve in life while having an incredible career in sports. Head on over to Emily Jansen, that's J-A-E-N-S-O-N.com and grab your copy. It's free. Now let's get back to this great interview. So some people might be saying, I'm really comfortable in the position that I'm in. I'm not looking for something right now. How important is it to have an updated resume? I talk with people all the time who are in a panic because their resume is way out of date and maybe they got laid off. I mean, that's happening a lot right now. Things are just shifting, organizations are changing. And so I would say everyone needs to be prepared. Um, But also just an unexpected opportunity comes along that you would like to move on and you're just caught unprepared. Um, I think it's really important to keep your resume updated so that you are ready when the need arises so that you Don't forget all the stuff that you've been doing. I do have a tool on the Red Rocket Resume website called the Hit Parade where you can log in once a quarter. We send you a tickler email once a quarter. You log in, you jot down, what are some projects I completed? What are some accomplishments? Did I get any accolades? Just jot those down and save them. And then we send you a tickle email, you come back the next quarter and do the same thing. So you're not losing all of that raw information. You've got it there when it is time to update your resume. Um, Another reason to keep your resume updated is that you wanna keep your LinkedIn profile updated and you want those two to kind of be working hand in hand and be in alignment with each other. Um, LinkedIn is used by recruiters like crazy. But also, as you know, people probably know, we check each other out on LinkedIn. We do a little snooping. We do a little vetting. Um, HR departments are even going to check you out on LinkedIn when they're thinking about who might need to get laid off, what we're going to do with our um, raises this year. So you want to keep that updated. And the easiest way to do that is to keep your resume updated and then use that information to populate your LinkedIn profile. I was just going to ask you about LinkedIn. Um, obviously, this is our forever resume that is available to anyone at any time. What are, um, what's your top tip on LinkedIn? You don't have to be a LinkedIn super user networking posting all the time, but you do really have to have a solid LinkedIn profile. Um, the three areas you need to take the closest look at on your LinkedIn profile are the headline, So that's what goes right under your name. And you want those to be hard skills. The top things somebody might be searching for when you want them to find you. Then the second one is again, that summary section, real similar to your resume, top accomplishments, who you are, what you do. And then the third one is the skills section, way down at the bottom of your LinkedIn profile, LinkedIn allows you to choose 50 skills. Um, you know, don't use that space to put things like Microsoft Word, use it to put your 50 highest skills and then the various permutations of those skills. So like if you type in project manager, LinkedIn will suggest, um, you know, PMP technical project manager variations of that term. And you want to go ahead and click those. So again, somebody searching for you, someone like you and what you do will be able to find you.
Those are incredible tips. The, the skills section, I think, because it's at the bottom of the page, is something that we often forget about or might not even know exists. And correct me if I'm wrong, but is that how LinkedIn is also searched by um, hiring managers as they, they can pull, they're essentially keywords for who you mm -hmm. are and what you can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And those three sections that I mentioned, headline summary skills, my understanding is what, what we understand from, you know, trying to figure out what's going on behind the scenes with LinkedIn. Those ones are the most influential for keyword searches. Yeah, solid gold. Thank you, Angela, for sharing that with us. And so I got to ask you a couple more questions about yourself personally. What was the tipping point in your career? Yeah. Um, when I started my business, my main focus was on delivering a high value product that I really stood behind. Um, but for several years, my business was very, very small. It was a side gig while I was primarily focused on my family and I just did not invest a lot of time in it. The tipping point happened when I started creating a network. A lot of our business comes through organic web traffic and personal referrals, but these days a really big part of it also comes from sister career services. So career coaches, leadership coaches, recruiters who kind of send people our way. So networking is like everyone loves to hate it. Everybody knows you're supposed to, but it feels so cringy and it can feel really inauthentic. So I think the way to be a successful networker is to find people that you truly believe in and admire, and then you can just authentically endorse them to your own friends and connections. If you are giving value in your network, then that is just gonna organically come back to you and then it doesn't feel so awkward. I love that you said that. And I, I just have to share with the listeners is that's really how this podcast has been um, going from one interview to the next is introductions from the person I interviewed before to the next person. And that's how I'm speaking with Angela today. Um, we're on two different coasts in this country. And, um, and here we are having an incredible conversation to serve all of you as listeners. And um, just to help you all out a little bit more, um, Angela, I want to ask you, can you identify some of the common hurdles that people that you're working with um, are encountering? And then how do you see them persevere? How are they overcoming those hurdles and landing their dream job? Oh, that is such a great question. Um, one big hurdle that people are facing right now is that the job landscape has changed so dramatically so quickly. So jobs that were plentiful in one area just a few months ago aren't really there anymore. They're somewhere else and people need to kind of repackage. I think the key to success with that type of pivot is once again, going back to accomplishments and results. If you are solving problems, making money, making happy customers, that is gonna carry over from niche to niche. So maybe sports event marketing isn't really popping right now, <laughs> but um, experiential marketing, 
is still a thing, maybe in a slightly different spot. And so if you're able to focus on those accomplishments, metrics, results, then you are more nimble, more responsive to the shifting landscape. Phenomenal tip. That is, it's so true. And we really have to um, dig in, ask ourselves or, or ask you or one of your talented resume writers. Um, we've got to be asked the right questions to extract what we've done. Um, I think in sports, we're running so quickly, so often from one event or one experience to the next. And I think taking that time to reflect on all that you personally contributed to the success of that event, whether experiential or financially, is, is so important. And um, I think it's great you have that tool on your website to, to help us do that. Um, as you said, the sports community is experiencing some giant hurdles right now. Um, what's your best advice for folks looking to land their new job? I think the best advice is kind of sticking with the basics, um, making sure that your resume and LinkedIn profile are representing you in your best light, um, reaching out to associates, doing networking, all of that sort of career development hygiene is the way to go. Um, what I am hearing is that jobs are still out there, hiring is still happening. It might not be in the same place where it was. You may need to shift into, you know, tech or education or e-commerce or something like that. Um, but the jobs are still there. Um, you may need to, sorry, I lost, I had something on my mind and I lost track of it there. Um, let's see. No problem. Do you want me to ask the question again? Um, no, I don't think so. But gosh, sorry, I lost my uh, lost my train of thought there. So anyway, I was making the point about uh, it is shifted where the jobs might be. Um, and I guess that's all I have to say about that. Sorry, Emily. Hey, no problem. That's what editing is for. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Um, if you're ready, I, I love keeping these at 30 minutes so that we can just get to the boom, 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 actionable, yeah. you know, ride to and from work. So Angela, can you tell us your favorite motivational quote? Yes. So um, you've probably heard progress over perfection. My favorite quote is a little bit of a tweak on that, that progress is perfection. Um, one of the tensions in my career is always balancing commitment to my family and commitment to my business. It's like two prime directives at the same time. And one of the things that kind of keeps me focused, keeps me from feeling overwhelmed is to just embrace progress. Maybe my career path isn't going to look like someone else's. Maybe I'm not going to be moving as quickly as someone else. But at the end of the day, if I'm a little bit better, if I've done a little bit more, if I've nudged myself or someone else in the right direction, then that is the goal. So my mantra is progress is perfection. Home run advice right there. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. So tell us how we can get in touch with you. You've given us so many action steps to take today, um, but I think we would love to look more into Red Rocket Resume um, and possibly work with you. So how do we get in touch? 
Yeah, I have tons of useful information for you at redrocketresume.com in the blog section. I mentioned the hit parade for keeping track of your career accomplishments over time. I have an accomplishments generator tool that kind of walks you through brainstorming responsibilities of a job and the process of turning them into awesome accomplishments bullet points. Um, I'm on LinkedIn under Angela Asher McGee and Red Rocket Resume. We're on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Red Rocket Resume. So I love to hear from people. I would love to hear what's going on with your career. What are your biggest pain points? What are your biggest questions about resumes? Um, so yeah, definitely reach out. And if you would like to work with us or have any questions about that, I would love to hear from you on that as well. Angela, what a generous woman you are. Thank you tremendously for sharing such valuable action-oriented insight with us today to get our resumes and LinkedIn profiles showing us in the best light. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to speak with you. I am so grateful to Angela for sharing this great information with us today. Even if you are not looking for a job, you should always have an updated resume and a tuned up LinkedIn. Here's a challenge. Will you work this week on an update? I will join you. It's not just employers who are checking you out on LinkedIn. It's your clients and prospective clients. I'll take on this update challenge with you. Let's go. Without further ado, let's get into the top four takeaways. Number one, Focus on a strong summary section at the top of your resume. This should be your elevator pitch. If you wanted someone to know the most important thing about you related to your career, what would it be? Turn your responsibilities into accomplishments. Ask yourself for each responsibility, why did I do that and what benefit came from it for the company? Focus on results. Number three, the length of your resume. If your career is just beginning, your resume should be no longer than one page. If you are a seasoned leader, your resume can be two pages long. For the bullet points listing your accomplishments under each job, the most current position can list up to seven, and then for older positions, reduce to three or less. And number four, on LinkedIn, craft your headline around hard skills that a recruiter would be looking for. For your summary section, who you are and what you can do. You don't forget about the skills section at the very bottom of LinkedIn. You can list up to 50 skills, and these are essentially keywords for recruiters. Hey you, did you join my email list? I want to stay in touch with you so that you'll have the heads up on new podcast episodes and get the tips you are looking for to empower you to level up. It's easy to sign up. Head on over to emilyjansen.com. I'm so excited you are here and I can't wait to help lead you forward in the career of your dreams. Again, that's emilyjanson.com. You know how sometimes you have a meeting after the meeting? Well, Angela and I had a meeting after the meeting and I hit record and I wanted to share just two minutes of that with you where we discuss confidence, clarity, and investing in yourself. Take a quick listen. That investment in yourself is critical. Yeah. Investing in yourself is critical to leveling up. So... Talk to me a little bit about that. 
Yeah, people feel so much anxiety and overwhelm and self-doubt um, associated with their careers. It just taps into, you know, some of your greatest fears about, am I good enough? Am I going to be able to provide for myself? Am I going to be successful? And so working with a resume writer and taking a moment to um, think through your accomplishments and your successes and bring those out to the, into the light can provide a lot of confidence and clarity um, and can be a really transformational process. That's absolutely fantastic. And we were chatting earlier and I was saying that oftentimes we're, we're moving so quickly. Just we, we get through these pro progress, these projects and on to the next and an opportunity to reflect with you and your team um, can really also instill some confidence. Have you seen that happen? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, um, you know, people are almost unaware of their accomplishments and successes because we're just in the trenches. We're moving forward day by day. We're just doing the hustle. Um, and so taking a moment to think through what those accomplishments were um, put them on paper is very, very empowering. And then you can enter your job search feeling confident, feeling like you know how to present yourself, feeling that, you know, you're not an imposter. Your worth is documented here on this paper. <laughs> I hear you. Confidence and clarity comes through action. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Leadership is Female podcast. It means the world to me that you chose to spend your time with this podcast today. If you like this episode, subscribe, share, and review. What can you do today to lead her forward? We will do our part to lead her forward because leadership is female. Thank you for joining us.